Well, I just have one question for you. Are you ready to win? Winning with Waterfall Racing Podcast is all about helping you achieve your goals through our community. We have an incredible community of top age groupers, of beginners, of the most incredible pros, and we all come together to support each other. And we want you to be a part of the journey with us. As you know, triathlon is addicting. It's addicting because we become addicted to bettering ourselves, to growing ourselves, to seeing how far we can push the limits of our physical capabilities. And it starts with the mental mindset as well. The strength begins there. So come with us as we learn about health, as we learn about tips, as we learn about gear, as we learn about what our pros are up to. And as most importantly, we support each other through this journey. Welcome to the Waterfall Racing Podcast. Well, hi, everybody. Here we are with another episode. And I can't tell you, I just can't get enough of these going into the archives. If you listen to last week, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But when we first started the Waterfall Racing Podcast, uh, I flew out to Boulder and I recorded some interviews with the pros. And um, because, you know, things just got put on hold for a while by the time we started, Uh, the podcast race season was already full swing and we didn't air these beginnings of the waterfall racing pros and so I've taken the time now to dive back in and I you know I want these out there because they're so good but you know listening to them again and it's you know for most of them until I go to edit it's been a year almost a year since I listened to these interviews and I'm telling you, I am just like so inspired. It's like I'm listening to it for the first time. And it's so many big lessons are jumping out. And I think the reason it's so cool is because now looking at the year that these athletes had and comparing to the conversation we had a year ago, I think it just kind of adds to the inspiration, uh, you know, when you see some of the things they faced and overcame. And today's episode is going to just blow you away. It's so awesome with Jeannie Metzler to to go back and be reminded of her story, how she got into triathlon, how she had to overcome so many things to to do this and and she started at such a young age uh chasing her dream not letting people put her in a box which i love that conversation and even for someone who's not even into triathlon there are just so many life lessons to unpack uh i was just i had chill bumps it's it's such a great episode when you really um listen to the lessons that come out of her story and her beginnings in triathlon and you know to see what a just an incredible athlete she is uh only adds to it so i thoroughly enjoyed editing this episode okay so before we jump into the interview with Jeannie metzler we have an exciting giveaway this is our first giveaway for our podcast listeners and it's element i don't know if you've ever tried their electrolyte drink uh their mantra is stay salty it's really good you guys it's different it tastes different than the other ones it does have the salty taste i was turned on to it because my labs came up with my sodium showing low still even though i'm really diligent about you know drinking my electrolytes 
and my Dr. Barker, who's actually usually the the health contributor on here, suggested that I try Element, and I've just ever since I love it. It's awesome. Uh, so I want you to get a chance to try it if you haven't. So here's how. Here's the little giveaway. Here's how it goes. The first person to message me on Instagram at jmcadams5, the number five, jmcadams5, and and tells me Jeannie Metzler, which you will hear in just a second, Jeannie Metzler's first 70.3 that she won, I will get some elements sent over to you. So good luck, everybody. And here's our interview with Jeannie. Well, welcome to the Waterfall Racing Podcast. Super, super excited to have Jeannie Metzler with me here today. But going back, she has been at this for a while. She started uh, at the age of 20, correct, is when you started? Yeah, around about the Your professional career. Um, You know, you had your breakthrough moment in 2015 uh, when you won Ironman 70.3. And from then, you've just been a force to reckon with, that's for sure. So we're going to go back, though. I want to go back to the beginning, Um, you know, starting off in South Africa, how you got introduced to triathlon. Um, It looks like your cousin initially introduced you to cycling and then triathlon. And um, I mean, did the love come right away for it? Did it take a little while? Just kind of tell me how, you know, you got into all this. Uh, well, just growing up, I think sport has always been a place where I kind of lit up and mm-hmm. I just felt like me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my mom was a runner, a hockey player, just super into athletics. Um, she did Ironman herself. So I I loved just being around my mom and she was training for running quite a bit when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So I would love to just go and train with her and Aww. just be around her and um In high school, I did pretty much anything you could think of from touch rugby to field hockey to swimming to diving to dancing to running. Uh Um, And yeah, my cousin and I were super close and he was like, you know what, I think you'd be really good at triathlon, but let's just, let's just, you know, I'm going to take you out for a ride with this local group and let's see how it goes. And I just had so much fun and I was like, okay, I'll try this out. And he was training for some triathlons at the time. Mm -hmm. And there was a local group that I just like started swimming with. And I just really liked the people and just really enjoyed the, the like solo aspect of triathlon. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I was doing team sport at the time and I, I kind of always just like to do my own thing Mm -hmm. and kind of have goals for myself. Mm -hmm. And I was always super driven. So triathlon was kind of like fun for me in that sense and everyone was training for the 70.3 in South Africa at the time which is a really hard course but super cool it's in East London and um, so I was like I'm gonna give it a go (laughs) (laughs) and I kind of just threw myself in the deep end and um, yeah once I did that race I just absolutely loved triathlon so it's like you're like that's it that's it I'm here now is that um so the one that qualified you though to be a a pro was in Buffalo City or yes that's the one in East London so it's called Buffalo City so was that that first race that That was my first kind of like real triathlon so So your first 70.3 you chose to do and you win it well, I won my age group, group. and wow. so, yeah, and then the coach who was training me at the time, his name is Freddie Lampert, he is uh, South African, uh-huh. and he was like, 
just ultra supportive yeah. and he really believed in me. Um, well, he saw your talent for <laughs> sure. And so he was a pro himself and uh-huh. he came to Boulder one summer the year before and he was like, I really think you should come with me and check it out for a summer. And it was a bit overwhelming at the time. I mean, I'm sure. finishing up high school. I'm like, I don't know about this, but yeah. I was, I'm fortunate to have my parents who are super supportive mm-hmm. Um and they were like, you know what, th- this is an opportunity you can't give up. So mm-hmm. um, they sent me off to America and I, I went with him. And I literally had to sleep on his couch for a few days <laughs> trying to find a place to stay. I, then I was staying with some students. And like we had no money, but my yeah. parents somehow figured it out. And yeah. we, you know, were on a super tight budget. But I came over here and I just fell in love with Boulder, the lifestyle, the people, the way um, just athletics is just so professional over Uh here. It's uh just like completely different to South Africa. Where I come from is like, um, you know, it's not even really safe to ride your bike outside. So for me, it was just like, oh my gosh, this is what I want to do. What do I have to do to make this happen? And so it was just like, I don't know, it was just like I found my calling almost. It yeah. sounds so cheesy, but like I was just like so inspired and yeah, yeah, I mean I did some racing and I was almost lost at most of my races, but I was just so inspired and yeah. motivated to be better and um just so grateful for that opportunity to be able to do that. So Sure. Well I think that's a that's a good point. You know, when you find that thing that lights you up it doesn't matter come hell or high water, you're going to find a way. You know what I mean? You're going right. to be willing to sleep on the couch. You're going to be willing to be around all these strangers. You're going to be willing you know, to come to a new country like yes. because you know at the end of the day that is what lights you up and that is your right. fire and that is what you're chasing. And to choose the easy route and say, well, you know, it would be a lot more comfortable to just, mm-hmm. you know, ignore that and stay home. That, you know, that would have been a life changing for you, obviously. Yeah. But to to step in through all of that adversity, I mean, that's that's amazing. So I think that's such a good lesson to chase, you know, find what you yeah. love. And it doesn't matter. Find a way to make it happen. And that's exactly what you right. did. Right. But it's like, um, it, it's I'm so fortunate to have, like, my parents. That believed in you. Yeah, people a, believe. a lot of young people are mm-hmm. like, you You meant to go to college. You meant yeah. to study. You meant to get a degree. And like, yeah. Like, put you in a box. Put you in a box, right? right? And and it's fair because, I mean, athletics can only take you so far. Sure. And then there's like, sure. what are you going to do afterwards, right, right? right? And so there are a lot of people who actually, like, told me not to do it because yeah. it was like, oh, well, you kind of need to study and yeah. get a degree. And I yeah. was like, but this is not me. And I, and I was like, I want to do this. And, like, it was almost a way for me to, like, just break free from South Africa and try and make a life for myself that I want. And in my mind at the time, I was like, I can always study whenever. How long am I actually going to get to pursue athletics while I am still, like, in this window of my yeah. body being able to, yeah. to do it at the uh, at the highest level. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, my mom, yeah, has always... And she just, understood it. She, she got it. She understands. Because so she, she loved, was she like, just you're doing this. Yeah. 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 yeah, she was like, I think I think if she could go back and do it, mm-hmm. she would have done, done that. But she kind of had to go yeah. down that road yeah. of getting a degree and yeah. all that. So um, yeah. it kind of just worked out for me. And I mean, yeah, yeah it definitely wasn't easy and... Um, it was a struggle for many years not having money and trying to make ends meet, but, like, right. 
looking back now, I'm like, I'm so, so glad good. that I did it. <laughs> yeah. And it's a big lesson for parents. You can't put your kids in a box. You know, you, mm-hmm. you truly have to support, you know, what their passions are. Because I truly believe if you pursue your passion, you can find a way to make a living out of it. Because if, you know, where on the other end, you know, if you're not into something, it's going to be hard, really. You might make a living, but you'll be miserable or you won't be very good at it because you're not all in, you know. And so that's a huge lesson. And how how blessed you were to have parents and then a coach, too, that believed in you and helped give you the opportunity. And, you know, I know you as well as I hope one day I can turn around and, you know, do that and, and for somebody else because it's super important you know me having kids as well I always keep that top of mind that there's no box you cannot put them in a box let them pursue their passion and support them Um, that's so important I love that I love that so much so um, let's talk about leading up to 2015 to that point um, you know what was your racing like you know was there ever a moment where you were starting to wonder okay you know am I going to you know get on that for am I going to make it in this was there ever kind of a faltering there or did you know it was just a matter of time um I think I'm always the type of person who's always going to have doubts like even right now I'm always like am I it's almost like this imposter syndrome like do I belong and so like I all I know is working hard and um I was fortunate to, then I changed coaches to an American coach. Okay. So I just felt like, okay, that was the next step for me to just like be all in on Mm -hmm. this dream, right? Mm -hmm. And I kind of forced myself to just like, you know, do whatever it took to to improve and be better and learn and grow and Mm -hmm. surround myself with people that are on the highest level. And like, that's what's so amazing about Boulder is you get to brush shoulders with world champions yeah like, yeah I mean you get here and your baseline rises oh, yeah. because what's normal is like yeah <laughs> so but then it's just like I could tell every year I was getting a little bit better and my results were getting better and I could see that improvement mm-hmm. and I think that's encouraging when you do see how like you know just it may be very slow and I just I look back on my career right now and I'm like I, I can look you in the eye and say every year I've gotten better and mm-hmm. like it's because like I'm just so motivated by the people around me like yeah. even looking back on my season last year it's just like I'm so inspired by the people who keep raising the bar and r- raising sure. the standards like sure. so it's like it's pretty cool to just like keep chipping away and working hard and sure there's these doubts but yeah. like when you when you're all in on a dream you got to just keep going right because like I know it I know at the end of the day I'm doing what I really love yeah yeah (laughs) that's awesome so tell me this um in meeting how did you meet Justin because I know that had to kind of affect you at first because I know you know when you when you end up you know marrying and being with a a male professional athlete that really kind of starts to set the bar and you can support each other Mm -hmm. um how did you meet Justin well, we met in Boulder, and yeah, okay. like at the time, I was like, su- I was super alone. Like, yeah. I have no family here, <laughs> so I was like, living in a basement. Uh, mm. So it was like, yeah, it was super lonely. But like, Justin like, DM me on social media a few times, and I kind of brushed it off. So had you seen him in training anywhere, or he I just? I think I I had seen him once or twice around. 
people around. That, okay. You know, I was training with an, a professional male. Who but he like, had you on his radar, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I guess so. And then I think he had like a pretty bad race at a world championship because he had a crash before then, uh-huh. and I kind of felt bad for him. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll just, I'll just go on on a coffee date and just see how. Try things. to cheer you up or something. <laughs> and once I met him, I was just Aww. like, yeah, just kind of like we just got along so well and um he's honestly my best friend Aww. and so to share this journey with each other is just yeah. incredible because yeah we just kind of like really support each other like no other uh, I don't think it's hard to find someone that really understands the sport and sure. pursuing it at the level we do sure. and the sacrifices we have to make sure. um it just made my life so so much better sure sure yeah. no and i see that i was and that's something i think we might dive into in another episode at some point maybe with a few of you couples but we do see a lot of qualities in the triathlete couples that you know we need to look at and say how can we take that back to you know a different you know another marriage because it's like you're saying you both understand the passion your passions you both understand the hard work you both understand the job you you know you yeah. And when you have two people that are completely, you know, on in the same interest, it, it makes for such a better relationship. And you're right. It's more about that friendship that, mm-hmm. that becomes from that mutual respect. And you yeah. can't have that mutual respect unless you fully understand each other. Right. And I think triathlon, when you have two pro athletes, it makes it easier to fully understand each other because you know the pressures, you know, you know the highs, you know the lows, you know what they're facing, you know the, you know, everything. Um, so that's, that's, that's awesome to hear that, you know, you guys compliment each other. Yeah. Now, do you, I know initially, I think Justin had mentioned you used to train together, but you, do, yes. you don't really train together much. Well, anymore. that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, it's not all sunshine and roses. I think, you know, once you start a relationship with someone, there's like that honeymoon phase. Oh yeah. There's always going to be. just like yeah. amazing. Yeah. And yeah. you're, you're, everything's great, but like. Then it's like, you know, you you come down to, like, your job and you got to work. And, like, for me, at that time, we were trained together all the time, which was okay. great for me. Yeah, yeah. It kind of elevated my performance sure. and I started to race really well. Yeah. Um, just off, you know, you're training with someone yeah. that's faster than you. Yeah. And um, I think that wasn't great for Justin. <laughs> and then it's just, like, also just managing, like, being together all day, every day. And like not having that separation, yeah. I don't think is the healthiest. Yeah. Um. So we had to go through a phase of just figuring things out. What's what's going to be best for us? Like mm-hmm. just separating that training and our relationship. And um, but yeah, we figured it out, and we constantly learning and growing. And um, I think just communication in our relationship has to be on point. Otherwise, mm-hmm. things just don't work. And yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, we've grown so much over the past few years, and we're in a much better place where we can sometimes there's a time and place to train together but for the most part we're um do your separate things we're doing our thing and we're focusing on what we need to do as yeah. professional athletes yeah. and that's working for us so, yeah yeah so speaking of like conflict and adversity let's <laughs> before we get into your well we'll start to get into your season but i want to talk about this collins cup yes because we'll talk about how amazing the event was but it was not easy <laughs> to get there and especially like you said, when you have two athletes trying to get there, all the gear, you know, all the stuff, it's already going to be chaotic. Yes. Then you're traveling across, you know, to another continent, and then you have the passport situations. Yes. Please tell me what it took to get there and all uh, the craziness. It took 
honestly, it took an army and like, I just, I don't even, I can't even believe that I made it there. So, so y'all left from Boulder, right? Or what was the situation? So the situation was my, my passport needed to be renewed and I had already done that oh. like six months prior. Oh, okay. But you have to do it in South Africa because that's where the passports are made, oh, right? But due to okay. COVID, everything was shut oh, down for a period right. of time. So I needed that new, my passport was expired and I needed the new one in hand because I actually also needed a visa in order to go to um, Schengen States. Okay. So uh, as a South African, right. my life is a little bit harder, <laughs> complicated. Um, so basically, my mom and a lawyer from the PTO, with the help of the PTO, figure out how to get this passport in hand from South Africa, which I, was it legal? I don't know. <laughs> but somehow we were able to get that passport released from the the bureau wherever right. their passports are made. Right. But it took quite a, there was kind of a complicated process. Wow. But the, the lawyer at the PTO was just relentless in her pursuit to, to do that. And she So says, how early did you get it? I mean, how, like, was it at the last minute? Or? Well, here's the thing. And then, so that was released to my mom, but then the DHL courier wasn't going to make it in time because of COVID <laughs> to like n- not many services were going out right, at that time right. so what ended up happening is my brother's girlfriend is an american citizen and sh- it would have been it took quicker for her to fly from south africa and bring it bring it over because okay. also due to covid south africans weren't allowed to fly into the u.s but because she was a citizen she yes. was the ticket so to- my oh. brother sent her off he paid for her to come, dropped my passport, but she had to meet me in Washington because I had to fly. Oh this is a few days before the we have to leave for Slovakia. Meanwhile, this week, like, I had an absolute meltdown in the kitchen. I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I'm so stressed out. Like, yeah. I'm meant to have this huge race in a week, and I'm, like, a hot mess. Uh, yes, of course. I, like, had a complete meltdown. Shame, Justin's just trying to do everything he can to help. Well, you're so helpless. That's the uh, thing. Right. You're completely helpless. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so we're all stressed out. But somehow, so Justin ships me off to Washington. Somehow. And the, you meet the sister-in-law. Or yes, the girlfriend. Okay. she drops my passport off. And I have an interview the next day to get a visa. But I don't know if I'm going to get the visa or not. Because typically, it takes several weeks for a visa yeah. to be um, granted. But somehow I just, I go to, I cross my fingers. I'm really nice to the people. (laughs) Uh, I ask, please, I need this visa. I'm racing next week. And they grant me it in one, in one or a couple hours, actually. I fly right back, meet Justin. And the next day we go to Slovakia. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to even get to um, the Collins Cup and what an, uh, a great experience. But yeah. I just, I would like 
and prefer <laughs> my next time to be a little less stressful yes. so I can actually rest to the potential. Or yeah. Like, and were there any issues in the flying there? Like, everything got there okay? Bikes got there I okay? I mean, it's tough traveling yeah. to Europe, but, yeah, um, yeah with, the, with the time difference and everything. Yeah. It, it was a stressful week, I'm not yeah. going to lie, but you, you know what? You, you do your best, and um, these opportunities don't come around every day, and a lot of people wanted to be there so so Justin and I did everything that we could just just to get there and um, we're really happy we we had a great time yeah yeah and what was uh, what was some of the most special moments I I would imagine maybe just even being able to see some of the other athletes because it had been so long no racing I know it sounds so funny like we get to see everybody yeah, yeah it's like actually the first time I would say that professional athletes could like just be in a, a big common area together. and exchange, like, we, we would share meals together and oh. actually get to know professional athletes yeah. as people that yeah. we would never get the opportunity to do because yeah. typically when we're racing, it's just in and out and right. it's just like, you know, a little catch up here and there, but you never really get to sit down and, um, yeah. yeah so y'all are on separate teams right yes. so did you have to stay separate areas or how did they have uh, no we were still in the same rooms okay. but like um, they just like we would have common areas for the three teams where okay. we would just do team you meetings team. and okay. And all those kind of obligations as okay. teams, but yeah, okay. it was it was real fun. Yeah, <laughs> that was an amazing. So, how did you feel race day? I mean, did, how did you feel about the race? Did it go well? And I mean, I didn't have a great race personally, just because. But like, just I the was, fact that you got through it with everything, right? And with the latest start, <laughs> yeah. and it was challenging yeah. to me. But yeah, I did my best, and um, that's another one you're ready to go back. I'm sure. And, like, yes, totally yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah. There's so many things I know I can improve yeah. on. Absolutely. And, um, but yeah, it was it was really cool because you you only racing two other people at the yeah. time. But then like and also it was like pouring rain on the bike ride right. and on this highway and you just you see all the other athletes so it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um and then I was like running with Jackie Herring for most of the run. I th- I went out way too hard and I blew so badly <laughs> at the end. Um. But yeah, these are the stories that are yeah, <laughs> are good to tell, and I'll remember that experience forever. So yeah, it was kind of cool, to, and then you get to watch all the other athletes come in and yeah. see how everyone's racing, and like obviously you're getting points for your team, and it was just like a really cool dynamic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was I was telling Justin, so it made for a nice long trainer ride. To watch the whole thing, sure, sure. <laughs> it was perfect. So we're always grateful, you know, for good stuff to watch. But it was, it was neat, um, you know. And I think it's amazing how they're starting to bring it more to television because it, yes. that's the sport definitely deserves, you know, that kind of attention. And and all of us as triathletes, I mean, we want to sit down and watch that, you know. I mean, of course, it's yeah. it's amazing to be able to see it mm-hmm. on television. So I loved, uh, I loved what they did, and I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing the next one. So uh, let's talk about, uh, well, 2019, before we jump into this year, I want to talk about your, it was your first full distance, um, you and you jump in and land podium, um, third, uh, Daniela Reef, you know, third to Daniela Reef on that, and this was in Texas. What, I mean, what were your expectations going into the full distance? Did you think you were going to show up and, you know, take it like that, or... Was it going to be more of a like a learning like what what were your expectations going into that full distance? I I think 
for my first Ironman, I had so much respect for the distance. Yeah. And just, like, my coach at the time was Jesse Kropnicki, and he's just, like, so good about the process. And right. We were just so focused on the preparation, and right. I was like, I was like, if I'm gonna do this thing, I'm gonna do it properly. I'm gonna train. I'm gonna make sure that I'm prepared and ready, and I've right. done the mileage, and um, I'm gonna just listen to whatever he wants me right. to do in terms of pacing and right. stuff. So, and that's the biggest adjustment, I think, because yes. the pacing, you're thinking, no, I got, you know, I right. have to do the. I've been doing right. seventy point three, yes. but it's. Be having that discipline to yes, pull back. Yes, that's the thing. That's what it came down to. So mm-hmm. my focus was basically on me. I was like, okay, I'm going to race, and this is the power I'm going to hit. This mm-hmm. is how I'm going to fuel it. Mm-hmm. This is how I'm going to go on the run. And mm-hmm. so I was just like kind of doing my own thing all day. And, mm-hmm. I, I mean, Daniela and I think it was Jocelyn McCauley, she had a great race there. Mm-hmm. They were just way out front. They, mm-hmm. I, I didn't even try to ride with them because it was just like I just knew. You stuck to your plan. I, Right. right, and it may have been a bit conservative, but it paid off for, for sure. my run. And I, I even remember bonking on the run because yeah. <laughs> it's like an unknown territory. Sure. And sure. yeah, with fueling, you're still learning. Yeah. So I was a bit low on calories, and then I yeah. had to like stop and like have a whole sleeve of blocks, and oh. <laughs> which is crazy. But then I could start running again. Oh, and, goodness. Um, it was just a fun experience sure. um, to just have really low expectations. And, and then show up and knock it yeah, out. Yeah, and just awesome. have like fun. I really enjoyed it. And it was it was special to have like my coach JC there. And um, yeah. it was a great day for us because we just like, he, he just trained me really well for that. Big coaching problem, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> to see all the work come out. And that had to be a big confidence booster too that you know I can do this distance I can do this distance <laughs> I don't know about that because <laughs> I'm like I'm still like I I just I'm really tough on myself yeah and just like I was still like pretty far back from the ladies mm-hmm. ahead of me and I still I know you the compared times. to that I yeah, always yeah. I'm always right. like I know my truth right yeah yeah um but it was just like I I just wanted to see if I enjoyed the distance and yeah. I qualified for Kona and that was always a dream of mine sure so I was just really happy with that um and then but like unfortunately I did crash my bike that summer uh, here in Boulder and Brainerd Lake and oh, no. I suffered a really bad concussion and oh. um I wasn't able to prepare for Kona the way that I really know that I can and so my first Kona wasn't really what I yeah it just wasn't what I wanted so I think for me I just I took a a step back and I was like okay like I I still dream of going back to Kona for sure a strong Kona yeah but I like with St. George being the world championships I just love that course and so I was just like and now it's going to be there again this year so I'm like I'm just going to focus on 70.3 for one or two more years and then slowly make my way back to Kona and and take my time and make sure that my preparations are the way that I know I can do and um, and hopefully Kona happens. <laughs> well, it's exciting because, I mean, you have so much, you know, you have that experience to go off of now. Now you kind of, you know, have a more feel for the distance. Yes. And, you know, there's also such a big space there to grow. So, of course, you know, you're going to, you know, when you're ready to do that and pursue Kona... Um, that's going to be really exciting to watch. I'm excited. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I'm going to be 30 this year, so it's also just realizing that I am still young in the sense of the sport. This you is know? when everyone gets started, right. right? So it's just like, I'm okay giving it a few more years. Sure, just you've got the time, yeah. 
um, uh, yeah, and just like uh, my husband Justin, he just loves that distance so much. Yeah, where yeah. I'm, I'm in between. You're, I like, yeah. I like, I really love seventy point three right now. I feel right. like it's it's getting so fast, but it's still like long enough yeah. to be like challenging in yeah, that sense. Yeah. Um, but nothing like Iron Man, where it's just yeah. like a whole nother level of it's a whole long day. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's so much more room for things to go wrong. Too. Exactly. You know, you had a whole nother race. Yeah. You know, it's a yeah. lot. It's a long day for who knows what to happen. Um, so true. Okay, so let's talk about this year. Super mm-hmm. exciting. Um, so we had the you know, hometown race here in Boulder. Um, you know, third at seventy point three. That's incredible. Uh, the beginning of the year, the 70.3 St. George. Obviously, we know that's one of your favorite courses. Mm-hmm. You had a second there. Um, and then California, you know, the 70.3 third. And then the World Championship 70.3. Mm-hmm. What? Um, I was able to be there as well, racing. Um, and I, as I was telling you before we went on air, the conditions that day with the weather, uh, the run, the, the, the run, the hills, I mean... It rocked my world. Okay, that was the first time I'd done that course. It rocked my world. And then when you get back and you look at Jeannie Messler, and I see your times, and I'm just like, I can't even, like, a 120 on the run on those hills? You know, I'm just like, I can't even fathom, um, you know, how well you did. And when did the weather hit you guys? Were you guys on the bike when the weather hit? Uh, it was kind of like uh, descending snow canyon for us. So yeah. I, we actually just made it to the bottom, which was great. So it was but mostly I, during the run was when... It was bike. once I started on the run, the weather really came down. Okay. But I do know a few of my friends um, in the women's field, they they got hit right dis- as they were descending snow canyon. And that must scary. have been so scary. Like it I really, was scary, yeah. I was kind of worried about people there because it's it's to be blown off your bike and be <laughs> not crazy. a good thing yeah yeah i was telling you for us our age group was the last one to go in the 45 to 49 and uh, we the weather hit us right at the end of the swim so we were mm-hmm. starting the bike with like those temporary little fencing and the banners blowing everywhere and my husband as he's you know was on the side he's like be careful mm-hmm. you know and i don't yeah. i don't always get a lot of um climbing uh, you know, experience too. So he was nervous about me, you know, doing the whole snorkeling. Oh, and we saw lightning and yeah. it was insane. But I'm dying to go back because I want to do the, all those descents without the weather right. because I was like, this yeah. would be so fun to be able to fly and right. not be like, you Well, know. it was crazy because especially with lightning, yeah. it's like you don't know if they're going to cancel things because that can be really dangerous. dangerous. So I actually remember going on to the run and I was like, they gonna cancel this thing? they can't cancel this <laughs> they thing. better not because I'm, cl- I'm, I'm right here at the front so okay so the run let's talk about the run um it was taylor nib right that yes. that we had it was in front of you yes and then what was the mile that you overtook her she ran into the porta potty right quick stop yeah. but that was already at mile what yeah. like it was already oh i mean it took me most of the run to catch her, catch her. i was just like i started running with emma palant who's okay. an exceptional athlete sure I was just like, I honestly ran behind her because I how know... How did you feel when you got to the run? Like, how, you're feeling like, okay, I've got my, my run legs uh, or... The first few miles are pretty rough and yeah. they had like a massive headwind. So I was running with Emma and I know yeah. how great she is, yeah. especially on the run. So I was like, okay, I, I'm not going to go out too hard. Too hard, right. I made that mistake at Collins yeah. Cup. <laughs> I'm not going right. to do that again. Right, right, right. I'm just going to see if things settle, right? Right. And... Then we started really going up the first hill, Ugh. 
and she was actually slowing down and i was like okay maybe she's not feeling great i'm just gonna keep going at my pace okay and i just settled into my own pace and i i dropped her and it was Cat Matthews who was ahead of me first. Okay. Um, and I was able to catch and pass her on the first hill. Okay. Um, and then I, like, started to get my legs under me, and I felt really good. But it was, like, I think I went almost too hard on the first downhill because once you have to do that all again. Again, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but I was closing on Taylor, and then I could start seeing her. So she was like my little carrot most yeah. of the, the run. Yeah. And then on the second loop, it was like pretty much right at the top of the hill. Like I think it's with a few miles to go, three miles to go, I think. Um, she, yeah, she had to stop, and that's when I knew. I was like, I got to put in a surge, but I was hurting. And so I just pretty much ran as hard as I could and I still like uh, an athlete like Taylor you knew it doesn't, doesn't matter if she stops for the border she's still no, gonna catch she's, me she's gonna go until <laughs> that line if she yeah. she she'll be on dead on the floor before you know yeah I just know who she is and, and she, what a feeling when someone you know right so I'm just like oh my gosh I can't even let up and it's like so I mean she's yeah I, I got to train with her quite a bit last year and so you knew so yeah. I, I knew and yeah she's a great athlete and it was kind of fun I mean oh. it was just a few seconds at the end there oh yeah it was seconds so, it yeah. was literally seconds so when you cross <laughs> at second what did you feel I mean what yeah. were you just like like this is surreal this is yeah totally I mean it was so special because my mom was there and she typically comes to St. George every time I race so just having her there was just so special for me because yeah she's followed my journey the the whole way and um, especially that week I was kind of stressed out leading into the race and um, you just never know I I honestly surprised myself with that performance because I was just like yeah, I just didn't have any expectations, yeah, and yeah. I've dreamt on, of being on the podium for a long time, and to have, uh, to like execute a race that um, I did that day was was it's a big statement special. to the world. Yeah. Big statement, big statement, and that's obviously that's your course. So I'm <laughs> excited that they're doing the yeah. you know the championship yeah. thing. I mean, it's still um, to be honest, I'm still super humbled because someone like Lucy Charles smashed it. What a incredible performance by oh her. yeah she, no she was amazing she was just next level and she's yeah. just set the standard for 70.3 racing yeah. right now so it's like it's like on the one hand i'm like super happy with like being able to come second but i'm not you're like i've got my work like, ahead of me still. i've still got a long way to go yeah. and, and yeah. work to do and which is a great position to no be it's like. awesome it's, yeah so. yeah yeah because you always want to you know keep that hungry like you know Absolutely. there's so much i can still do yep. um to climb and to chase people and that's what's so exciting about the sport and i think that's the mindset that's a little bit different and and that we can learn from for you pros you know is you want the competition to show up you yes. want that yes. that race to be stacked you it's not like you know, oh, I hope, you know, initially yeah. in age group, it's like, oh, I hope no one too good is here today because I would no, like the place. No, you, you know? got to be like, yeah. I'm going to bring my best. Yeah, I, I want you to bring your best. brings their best. Yeah. And 
let's let's race because right? that's how you level up is and only when you're competing at that highest yeah, yeah and that's that's why i love racing because mm-hmm. it makes you yeah, better it, yeah it's just so fun and every course is different everyone's gonna feel different mm-hmm. yeah it's just like no race is the same and, mm-hmm. and you never know that, that that day you exactly. never know what's gonna happen it's i think anybody. and that's an important piece too yeah. is i think after that race mm-hmm. it made me believe that yes those days are out there where you may not think that you can perform a certain way, mm-hmm. but like sometimes you just got to let go just and go. just race and focus on being the best you can be and giving your best effort. Yeah. And those are often the times where you have your best performance. Yeah, so. yeah, no, that's a great point. That's <laughs> yeah. it. You run your race and, you know, and do your best because you never know what's going to happen. You exactly. Know. And that's, you and you know, don't give up. That's, no. that, that's what I learned too is like, racing's hard and and you know a lot of times even the pros we don't have perfect days or races things go wrong and um you don't always get to feel your best all the time but like you just don't know so just don't give up you just got to keep going and get yourself to the finish line and you may may surprise us right right well and that's the thing at the end of the day if you don't podium but you know you know what i gave it my all it's a lot easier to accept that than oh man i didn't do that last surge and i could have you know what i'm saying pulling out of a race right for a reason right yeah right right may not be like, yeah, you're going to sit back and regret that. Right, right. Yeah. Cause you, and that's that's kind of some of the self-talk during the races. You know, I'm going to have to live with my decision that I sure. make during this race today. Exactly. And if I know I didn't give my best, if I know I didn't give my all, that's going to be really hard to live with, you know. Yes. And so better push it out and, you know, burn out and collapse. But, hey, <laughs> look, proof, I well, gave safety. it my all. Yeah, yeah safety. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, we're excited to watch you. Uh, make sure you go uh, follow. You know, you guys have a YouTube channel as well, right? That we're it's working on. It's mostly Justin's. Okay. I, you know, he lets you get on it once yeah, in a while. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm if I'm in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, hopefully you pop in there a little bit more. I know they'll probably be doing some footage down at the, the couples championship and um, that type of thing. But it's so fun watching your journey. Best of luck this year. I'll be cheering you on. Hopefully, I'll be at some of these races as well. Um, awesome. competing myself and um, and we want to see you our waterfall racing community at these races make sure you connect with us because if you're at these races we want to make sure to connect you with our pros um, get some pictures you know all that's that good stuff good. that's good for the gram you got to get those pictures with the pros right yeah and, and me sure. and mingle so for now we will sign off Jeannie thanks again for being on thank you so much Well, I'm not going to let you go without our mindset minute. And it's just a reminder to know your why. You know, why are you spending so much time training? Why are we chasing this? You know, what's the point behind all of it? And I think when you key in on that and you know that, it makes such a difference. And it's important to remind yourself of that. For me, it was like, you know, if, if I'm healthy enough to push my body and I have the freedom to push my body, I want to push my body, right? Because it's an absolute privilege. And I think anybody who's ever faced injury or or faced health issues, the minute you think it might be taken from you, all perspective changes, right? And it's like, wow, it's such a privilege. And I was kind of sharing that with my kids today, as well as the fact that you don't know who you're inspiring, right? It's, It's amazing at times, you know, people that will make a comment or come around and say, I saw your post or... 
I went running and I thought, you know, I need to go because she's out there running. And, and I know so many people do that for me. So, you know, it doesn't matter what level you are or how fast you are. Just the fact that you're out there doing it is so inspiring to those around you. So keep that in mind as well. Well, thanks for joining us today on our Waterfall Racing Podcast. Hopefully there were some good takeaways for you. And hopefully it gave you a little bit more insight into who we are. If you would like to find out more or join our community, go to waterfallracing.com. You can find us on Instagram as well. If you have a mailbag question that you would like us to answer, send me a DM at jmcadams5 on Instagram. We'll be answering some of those questions in future episodes. And remember, when it comes to training, Sometimes it's just about showing up. I love the mantra, anything's better than nothing. Not every session is going to go perfect, but show up. Consistency is always king. Happy training.